Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. In episode 12, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant himself, Gets both of his numbers retired tonight at Staples Center. I'm going to review, recap, offer some thoughts about how I feel the, the impact his career had on the NBA. We'll also take a minute to kind of run through some storylines, check in, see where we at at this point in the season. All that and more coming up next on the Off the Glass podcast. This is the Off The Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Z. Thanks for joining me today. We're here bringing a fresh, thought-provoking, intelligent perspective to the game of basketball. I know I've been been off for a few days. Uh, It feels good to be back. Glad to have you guys listening, downloading. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for those who have downloaded and subscribed from the beginning. Thanks for those who are joining now and liking the content. Thanks to those in Australia that's listening, Canada. Uh, it was good to see that I'm having some reach out there as we continue to grow this podcast. So with all that being said, tonight is the big night for the for Kobe Bryant as the Lakers will be raising both his numbers, number eight and number 24, into the Raptors. He's going to be the first player in NBA history to have two numbers retired by one organization. Uh, Will Chamberlain, I think, might be the only one. Well, Jordan, because Miami retired his, but I think Will Chamberlain is the only one as far as actively playing for organizations to have his number retired by more than one organization. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I think Shaq is on that list as well. But with that being said, um, it's going to be a big night for Kobe Bryant as you know a legendary career gets honored. Um, we're looking at over 20 years that he put in with the Lakers on one team. Very few people have done that. And, you know, just looking at the raw stats, you're looking at 10 seasons as number eight. He had also 10 seasons as number 24. And when you start looking at the numbers, the numbers are pretty much all identical straight down. His points as number eight, he has a little bit over 16,866 points. As 24, he has 16,178 points. As 24, nine all-star appearances. As number eight, he had eight all-star appearances. Of course, as number eight, three championships. And as 24, he had two championships, one league MVP. Also, just even in more detail, even all the way down to his assists, his assists are pretty much even. As number eight, he had 3,148. As 24, he had 3,154. His rebounds are almost identical. He had a 200 more, give or take, um, as number eight, as he had well over 3,600 rebounds. As 24, he had well over 3,400 rebounds. He played 707 games as number eight. He played 638 as 24. And his regular season victories as number eight was a total of 514 and 428 as number 24. 
He also gets remembered for having the second highest uh, points per uh, point uh, game as he had 81 against the Toronto Raptors in his season where he was just really scoring the ball, having one of the highest usage rates. And for me and for a lot of people, Kobe was kind of that player, either you loved him or you hate him. And for me, I never hate any player because to me, I don't know these guys well enough to hate them. Um, I wouldn't even say I, I have a strong dislike because, again, we don't even know these people. We just know them for the basketball game and for the things he, they do on the court. Now, of course, he had the, you know, the fiasco that he put himself in in uh, Colorado and, you know, calling calling into his character as he admittedly cheated on his wife and then goes a bit further and starts <laughs> snitching and throwing Shaq under the bus and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people didn't really vibe or resonate with that. Didn't really vibe or resonate with his attitude. Um, but at the end of the day, Kobe was was probably the best player of his of his era, give or take, as he overlapped two eras. Like he was young enough where he played when Jordan was kind of at the end. You know, he came in the league in 97, and then he kind of played at the peak of LeBron, and actually LeBron's still in his peak as the league transitioned over to LeBron, KD, you know, the James Harden, Wes Brooks, the Steph Currys, you know, people like that. So, he, you know, when you play 20 years, you're definitely going to span a couple generations. And for me, Kobe was one of those players where um, artistically and the style of play, he wasn't always one of my favorite players. I felt like it was times where, you know, he would shoot his team out of games. And, you know, one year he almost cost him the championship in that game seven against the, the Celtics where the Celtics were just content to let him keep shooting and shooting and shooting. And he literally almost shot them out that championship. And, um... It wasn't until Ron Artest made the three late um, to kind of seal the deal, you know. But I will say this about this game, just using perspective, you know, he couldn't make a shot, but they also, led by him, dominated the glass, both rebounding on the defensive end and the offensive end. It kind of was eerie because it reminded me of that 1998 Game 7 game versus uh, the Indiana Pacers versus Chicago Bulls where – Pippen and Jordan combined couldn't throw the ball in the ocean, but they just killed them on the glass, and it was just a lot of heart and will, and they just gutted themselves to that win and and on to the finals to face Utah Jazz, and it was kind of the same thing with Kobe and him. Um, Kobe was one of those players where I would argue I don't think he necessarily made his teammates better. Um, he was definitely hard to play with at times. Um, definitely was somebody who we, that I've seen that was the closest to Michael Jordan, and it was kind of hilarious for years. You know, he would always say that Magic Johnson was his was his favorite player, which, I mean, I guess that might be true, but it was obvious that he had patterned his game after Jordan, that he had took the blueprint down to how he chewed his gum, to how he walked, to how he did interviews, everything. Um, the shot structure, the fadeaway, the game, the footwork. And I'm not knocking that. I mean, a lot of us tried to do the Jordan impersonation. He was just one of the people that was able to pull it off. That's why, for me, as his career got going and he was really becoming a Hall of Famer, an all-time great, I was always puzzled by how people were saying he's better than Jordan. I don't know how you copy the original and then say that the the replica is better. That just doesn't make sense. But with that being said, I think Kobe Bryant goes down as probably the second-best shooting guard. Obviously, Jordan's number one. Then there's Kobe probably go with uh, Dwayne Wade, 
Jerry West is right there as well. Um, just want to make sure I'm not leaving anybody else out. But, yeah, he's definitely going to go down as the second best um, shooting guard. He was able to get to five championships. He was able to help with the help of the trade to get Gasol to win two without Shaq. So he even bested Shaq. Shaq only finished with four. And just overall, I'm not going to lie, Kobe was not one of my favorite Hall of Fame superstar players, but I definitely respect the talent. I respect the will, the drive. I mean, even his last couple seasons, he, you blow out your Achilles, then you work your ass off to come back, then you hurt your shoulder and miss another season, then you come back. Just the will to want to keep coming back. You know, a lot of guys have those kind of major injuries, and they never come back, and there's just no knocking on them. It's just that rehabbing major injuries, hell, rehabbing any injury is hard, let alone you're talking about career-ending major-type injuries like that. And for him to want to put the work in and come back and, and end on a good note, you can't do nothing but applaud him and take your hat off to him. But um, definitely one of those guys who is going to go down as one of the all-time greats. They were trying to debate, you know, what does he rank amongst the all-time greats as Lakers because it just shows you how great the Laker organization is. And for me and – I'm one of those people who I respect eras, I respect generations. You know, people was on Facebook. Um, the comparison was, do you take an 18-year-old LeBron or a young Magic Johnson at 20? And people were just, or this younger generation was just acting like that was just the most absurd um, thing to even debate. Like, people were crazy. And it's just like, one thing about this internet-driven social media world, this microwave society, we're just always in a rush to get to the next thing. So it's hard to kind of take something in, fully digest it, give us some really critical thought and appreciate it. You know, we're always like, okay, that was cool, but uh, let's move on to the next great thing. And unfortunately, Magic and a lot of these other players fall into that category. Magic not as bad as some of the other ones, but I mean, Magic laid the blueprint for LeBron. I said it on Facebook, like Magic was the LeBron of his era. Now, people are going to look at that with a narrow mind and say, what are you talking about? He's nowhere near the athlete. He's nowhere near as, as big or as physically as intimidating. But, again, we got to use perspective. At that time, nobody's seen nobody 6'8", 6'9", handling the ball, well over 200 pounds, who could shoot, who could pass, who had the, the basketball IQ like that, was just a proven winner. I mean, they was waiting at, for Magic to come in as an eighth grader to come into high school and ready to dominate. So, you know, I recommend you basketball aficionados go back and try to find this, you know, back when they were doing those those VHS tapes or on great players. You know, the famous one like Michael Jordan can fly with me. Go back if you can find it and watch Magic Johnson always showtime and just look at his career starting out as a youngster all the way through college. I ultimately said that I would take LeBron because we've never seen somebody at LeBron's peak um, do what he's doing right now at 15 years in. But, you know, Magic went to, I want to say, nine finals, five championship one. And if it wasn't for the HIV, and I'm using air quotes, and um, I, he would have still had some good years because the year that they lost to Jordan in the finals of 91, the year before, Magic was the, the league MVP in 1990. So it wasn't like his game um, was falling off. So, you know, with that being said, I kind of got off on a tangent real quick. To me, I feel like Magic is the probably the greatest Laker, followed by Elgin Baylor, 
followed by the logo himself, Jerry West. And then I'm going to give it to Kobe Bryant. Actually, I'm going to say Jerry West and Kobe is probably tied for three. Um, So with leaving that four spot open. And after that, I'm going to go Kareem. I'm going to go Wilt. And then I'm going to go Shaq. That's how I'm going to rank them. Because most people are going to say, how are you going to have Elgin Baylor that high again? You got to go look at history. Elgin Baylor carried that franchise back to when it was in Minnesota and Minneapolis. He was the reason why they was able to move to L.A. and get people to come to them games. And he's one of those forgotten great NBA players that we don't get Dr. J. We don't get Michael Jordan. We don't get a Kobe Bryant. We don't get a Dominique Wilkins. If it wasn't for Elgin Baylor, he was the first athletic forward. And for those listening, go look up his stats and go look at his numbers. He had phenomenal numbers. And also, let me say this too real quick. You know, I also posted this on Facebook. Um, let me let me pull it up real quick because I want to get what I said verbatim because I, I, I just think that even though some people um, didn't really get where I was coming from because, again, most people are um, – are, are lacking are lacking perspective heavily these days. Um, just bear with me. Let me pull it up real quick. What was my post? Now my computer wants to freeze. Gotta love technology. But basically what I said is, you know, why does one era have to be better than the other? You know, why can't we just accept that every era is different and let's just enjoy and respect uh, the era, the greatness of the era? Like right now it's LeBron's time. Let's just enjoy and respect it. One doesn't have to be better than the other. And, you know, people always want to look at, well, they played back in the day and it was this and it was that. And at the end of the day, it's as simple as this to me. You can't control when you was born. You was born in the era you was born in. To me, the only question is, did you show up and show out? Did you dominate your era? To me, everything else is irrelevant. Because in my opinion, what makes people great is the same thing no matter what era it is. It's a competitive spirit. It's a drive to be great. It's hard work. It's attitude. And to me, all these great players have those attributes. So you can't say that one player from back in the day couldn't thrive now or a player now couldn't thrive for back in the day, especially if they have all the same key attributes to make them great anyway. So, you know, with that being said, salute to Kobe Bryant. Fantastic career. I'm glad I was able to witness it firsthand. Like I said, again, wasn't one of my favorite stars, just like Iverson wasn't one of my favorite stars. But at the end of the day, you got to respect the work that he put in. You got to respect the way they took the game to the next level. And much, much salute. Uh, congratulations to Kobe. As we switch gears, you know, let's just hop in real quick and let's just see where we are right now in the, you know, in the NBA, what's going on. Um, the storylines lately has been, of course, the, the struggling Oklahoma City Thunder, which at this point is a broken record. I'm just not going to even talk about that too much as they lost to New York and New York didn't even have Christoph Porzingis. And I think they didn't even have Tim Hardaway Jr. I had to work that night. So I got to see pieces of the game, but they lost another game. They had to hold on and beat uh, the 76ers in triple overtime, which I actually watched, and it was funny because even though they did get the W, I gave it to them, Westbrook waving goodbye to MB. but I thought MB's comeback was just classic, and I think it kind of nails the point home 
about Russell Westbrook when he said, man, basically, like, the man was 10 for 33. Like, I wish I could have, you know, took 33 shots. And, you know, I even posted on Facebook how can I respect and love Westbrook's talent but think he's the dumbest player I've ever seen because he's one of those guys that just goes out there and just plays basketball. It's just no critical thought, you know, nothing, uh, no uh, trying to understand possessions, understanding time, understanding game or clock management. He's just playing hard. And while we can applaud him for playing hard, just because you play hard doesn't mean that it's smart. It just That's just what it is. You know, that's why when they was putting those comparisons up again on Facebook, do you take Westbrook or Iverson? I was like, I take Iverson all day. You know, even though Iverson shot the ball a lot too, I just don't remember Iverson just doing some of the the silly things that I've seen Westbrook do late in games and actually cost his team um, victory. So, I'm not going to harp on that too much, but what I will say is I find it very fascinating and very interesting how players leave Westbrook and their career gets even better. I mean, the obvious one right now is Victor Oladipo. is just how he's shining out there in Indiana. He's on pace to be a first-time All-Star. You look at even Doug McDermott in uh, New York. You look at Cancer in New York. Even somebody like Kevin Durant thriving in the in the Warrior system, how he's even gotten better. And, you know, the obvious and easy and lazy answer is to say, well, he's playing with other great players. And, yeah, that's true, but it's something to be said for chemistry. It's fun, something to be said to bind into a system, to want to move the ball, to be able to trust your teammates. And that's what makes a great team. It's not just talent. Because I've played on on talented teams where we didn't have nowhere near the success we shouldn't have, have because we had no chemistry. Uh, no selflessness. Everybody was out there for self. Um, everybody was trying to get their stats. And ultimately, we never achieved what we should have achieved on paper. So, you know, it's just very interesting to see how he's been kind of the the main theme there going on in Oklahoma City. Like, you can't say it's anybody else. We have to start to look at and question where we where we view Westbrook. Now, as everything kind of, you know, comes back to the top, you know, and looking at the the season, you know, the season leaders, Golden State, number one in offense. Now they're in offensive rating. They're actually, they started towards the bottom. Now they're back at uh, number two in defensive rating. They're always going to be at the top in assists. They're right there. They're leading in field goal percentage. They're leading in blocks. So, they're on pace to be right where they are. As we look at the standings right now in the, in the Western Conference, though, led by the unbelievable season that James Harden is having, um, they're still number one. Houston, Chris Paul has, you know, fit in seamlessly with them. They're playing outstanding basketball. And now the question gets asked, are they really a serious threat uh, to Golden State as they Golden State tries to repeat? Hold on, take a sip of my tea. And it's going to be interesting to see because LeBron's season is so ridiculous because he's at year 15 that it's going to be interesting to see if James Harden is going to get robbed of another MVP because I don't care nobody say, man, he should have won the MVP last year. And it was even questioned if he could have won it that year that, um, that Steph won it, even though I think they got that one right. But he definitely should have won it last year. And I mean, right now he's leading, still leading and scoring at 31 points. He's third in assists at 9.1. Giannis right there at 29 um, points per game. LeBron's third. And LeBron's actually second right now in assists. And then 
as crazy as he is, you know, we got to give it to DeMarcus Cousins. He's having a great season. He's fifth in scoring and fourth in rebounds right now at 12.2. And the person who's fourth at scoring, I wouldn't even have guessed this, is actually Steph Curry. So Steph is back to having um, a great season, even though he's out right now because of the, the sprained ankle. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that MVP race shakes out because I think James Harden is actually having a better season. It's crazy. I mean, LeBron's season is just ridiculous. Ridiculous, but I actually think that James Harden is having the the better season. Um, but like I said, what LeBron's doing is just unprecedented. It's actually sparked the the conversation. Is he actually better than Jordan? And you know, let's get this out the way too right now. No, he's not better than Jordan. No, he's not better than Kareem. And actually, I don't even think he's better than Magic. And most people are going to always look at stats and it's like, wow, we just always get caught up on stats and get caught up on numbers. And while that's true, I mean, you got to have some stats and have some numbers to be considered in the greats. But when you start comparing greats, I look at the whole picture. Like Kareem, Jordan, Magic, even though Magic did have that bad series against Boston and um, I want to say that was 84 when they lost. But nowhere near like the finals that he had against Dallas LeBron did in 2011 where it was just just head-scratching to watch. Like, I don't know what was going on. Uh, I'm not trying to be hard on the man. I'm just stating facts. Like, that just was not a good series. Even the series against Boston when he was in Cleveland the last year. And we all heard the rumors about supposedly something going on between Delonte West and his mother, allegedly, and we heard all the theories behind that and his head not being in it. My point is Jordan, Jabbar, even Larry Bird, even uh, um, Akeem Olajuwon, a Moses, a Tim Duncan, um, a Oscar Robertson, like they don't have those kind of blemishes on their record. I mean, even the same thing for Kobe. Like, Kobe won season in the playoffs, like, to prove a point. Like, I'm not going to shoot the ball. And they ended up losing in a series. Like, Jordan, these guys just didn't do these kind of things. So, to me, all that kind of stuff matters when it comes to to ranking, ranking out the best. Like, but what I did agree with and I do say, I do think he's the all-time um, best small forward of all time. Like, I think he's finally passed Larry Bird because he just has – way way longer longevity in bird but to me the jordan article argument is is close but then it's it's really not and and i challenge those to just go back and look the beauty beauty about the internet and technology is that you can go back and actually watch some of these games like some of these people who god bless them they must don't have a life at all but i love them you can go back and watch games of Jordan's career. For those of us that now, because I'm 36, that didn't get to see Jordan play, you can go watch Magic, you can go watch Bird. I mean, go watch Bird play against Portland where he purposely played the whole game left-handed and had almost 40-some points. I mean, he had a couple jump shots he shot right-handed, but everything else he did within like 16 feet, he purposely played left-handed just to prove a point, and they beat the Blazers. You know, go back and just watch stuff like that. And I always point to like the series in 93 when Jordan single-handedly beat Phoenix, like the the Pippen played well, Grant played well, and of course Paxson gets remembered for making a shot. But Jordan's stats in that finals was like 41 points, almost eight rebounds, almost seven assists. And in that closeout game in game six, he scored every basket in the fourth quarter 
except for uh, John Paxson's go-ahead three. And it's just those kind of impacts that Jordan had to me, Jabbar had, Magic had, that was just way more, not way, but just more consistent than LeBron because, you know, I'm not going to say, because LeBron did single-handedly beat a really, really good stacked Detroit Pistons team, especially with that fourth-quarter performance in Auburn Hills, which is one of the best fourth-quarter performances I've ever seen. But in a lot of ways, I just feel like some of these other greats were just way more consistent than LeBron. Um as crazy as that sounds. But again, when we're comparing greats, to me, everything's on the table, all that matters. But, you know, going forward in the season, I just read that, you know, um, Cleveland kind of was able to come back to the pack. Boston still, of course, um, leading, but Cleveland's number two now. Um, Philly has cooled off a little bit. If the playoffs start today, they're out of the playoffs. They're actually at 500. Um, Miami's been playing well. Washington just got John Wall back. Um, Milwaukee is still being solid in New York and like New York, Detroit and Indiana have been the surprises this season. They're still really playing great ball. And of course, there's Toronto just plugging away. I mean, just really having a good season. If you don't get a chance to watch Toronto play, they're really running good stuff. They have good young players They're getting contributions for everybody. It's not just Lamar, uh, DeMar, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry taking turns. Everybody's getting involved and they're actually number three right now, and they're tied with Cleveland in the loss column. So Toronto's going to be right there. Um, if we go out west, you got Houston, Golden State, San Antonio. No surprise there. Um, Minnesota's fourth. They're playing well. Portland, Denver, New Orleans, and OKC rounding out the top eight. At um, But they're actually a game under 500. Uh, Utah's right there, um, one game behind OKC. And Utah's been playing well, but they get Gobert back. And then they lose Gobert again as somebody else dived into his knee. So he's going to be out for a while. But the the talk, of course, for their team has been Donovan Mitchell, the rookie who's been playing well ever since he's gotten more minutes. And now he's in the starting lineup and he's been showing out, um, putting his hat in the ring for the rookie of the year. I think it's a, a two-person race between him and Ben Simmons. I think uh, Tatum's right there, but because Tatum is not going to have – the same type of stats that those other guys are going to have, even though he's currently leading the league still in three-point percentage. Um, the Lakers are, are are possibly right there, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. The Clippers are way on the 500. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much it's going to come down to probably those nine teams battling out for eight spots in the playoffs. And it's going to be interesting to see. I think because of the magnitude of the trade, I don't think they can make a deal to either trade Paul George now to L.A. or move off of Carmelo. I think they're going to probably stay packed, barring something crazy. But, man, that's a flawed team. I mean, it just shows, again, I always tell people, it's not about always just picking the best players. Like, the pieces have to make sense. There's something called chemistry, and people have to fit. You can't just say it's like picking an open gym team. You can't pick five of the best players. You know, like when I played open gym, I would try to pick somebody that I knew was going to rebound, somebody that was going to play hard. You can't have three to four people that want to shoot all the balls. It just doesn't work like that. So um, it's going to be interesting going forward. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, like I said, they've they been saying now he should be back on the first week of January. So we'll see how they integrate him. Um, looks like pretty much Derrick Rose's career is probably over in Cleveland. It's going to remains to be seen. If that means he's over with, period, in the NBA, because I don't know who signs him. Um, I'm just scrolling through the standings. Orlando came back to earth a little bit. 
Um, Charlotte's been up and down. <laughs> Shout out to the Chicago Bulls, my city. <laughs> They've actually won five in a row recently. Um, I don't know if that's an admiration or they're just playing better. Um, okay, so yeah, Dallas is at the bottom, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix. Okay, so no surprise there. So just kind of wanted to stop by real quick, hit a few topics, share my thoughts and my opinions. I really didn't have a, a NBA like let's stay up with all the news type show. Just kind of wanted to come in and just weigh on a few things, especially some of the conversation um, that's been going on on Facebook. You know, just a lot of people just you know, putting opinions up and just lacking perspective. And I even even said this, and then I'm going to go for real, but this last thing I said on Facebook, how it just amazed me how I many of these guys that play basketball at high levels, and it's just like people really just don't know the game. You know, it's really something. But with that being said, this is your host, Z. Uh, I want to say thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe, download. Um, I'm on iTunes. Um, also hosted on Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Follow me on Facebook at Zach Ramey. You can also go to the Off the Glass page on Facebook. Make sure to like, um, subscribe there. Um, You can go to the website, theofftheglasspodcast.com. Check my blog out. I'm actually working on two pieces right now for the blog that I'm also going to do as as a podcast. And I'm actually trying to arrange an interview. Um, I did a show earlier to preview the season with my my father-in-law, Triple OG. So we're probably going to do something later on this weekend and get that podcast up and out. So, again, thanks for listening. This has been Z. Stay safe out there. Peace.
Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.